It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are listening now to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you're watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so that you stay in the know of every single new episode. And now I'm getting into documentaries too, documentaries and many films that I post up on this channel. You want to make sure that you are tuned in for that so you can get the alerts of everything that I got coming out. It's fall, everybody. I know some of y'all got those heaters cranked up. 
Uh, I saw on the news that some parts of the United States has snow already. We're in October, right? October is supposed to be sweater weather, according to the experts of fashion and everything. I mean, Texas today, uh, I walked outside, it was 37 degrees. And those that have followed this show and know me know that I'm originally from the Mitten State. So low temperatures like this, I'm used to, but not <laughs> already in October. But Texas does funny things with the weather. It'll one day be 40, 50 something degrees and then it'll climb right back up to like 85, 90 degrees. So uh, it, it does it, it teases all of us here when it's fall and fall is officially here. And it's like, oh, just kidding. I want to go back and have into summer, sweat it out a little bit. Here's 95 degrees for you. So those that got snow, be careful when you're out there driving, uh, shovel your sidewalks. Put some salt out, make sure we don't you know, slip on ice and uh, be careful up there. And welcome to Finter. Can we, can we mash that together, Finter? <laughs> Fall and winter, we can mash that up together. But that's quite surprising already in October that there's uh, snow in some of the parts uh, of the world already. Not, you know, again, not from where I'm from because, you know, live in, uh, in Michigan as I did for many years before I moved here to Texas. It, I mean, it's a, it's, a mitten. So literally, you know, the Upper Peninsula listeners and everything else can re can relate to what I'm saying that snow hits them anytime could be September. And now they got it in October. So uh, good luck with that. Uh, don't bring it here. That's why I moved away from there. But a couple of times it snowed here, which was quite a surprise to me. Uh, when you look at different kinds of surprises, and again, I hear from so many fans and thank you for watching and following and supporting all the, the crazy things that happened this past weekend. I know that probably Tennessee uh, fans are still celebrating in the streets after that shocking win that they pulled off uh, at home in their home field, 52 to 48 over number then three Alabama. Alabama has since uh, dropped to number six, number seven. Then Tennessee skyrocketed from six to three in the polls, the latest polls that came out. And looking at that game, it was just, it was just absolutely unbelievable how well, the offense, both sides of the ball played and how the defense was just, I mean, it was back to back to back to back scoring. Both of the, uh, the quarterbacks, Bryce Young coming off of a shoulder sprain, looked pretty good, tried to carry that team again. Um, but I wanted to, hopefully I get his name right. Uh, Hendon Hendricks, I believe. I got to look it up while I'm sitting there talking to you. Uh, for the quarterback from Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee hasn't had a good team like this since nine, 2006, I read. And that, that's just unbelievable to me. Uh, I thought they were a pretty decent team, but I, again, I haven't been paying attention in detail as much as the Tennessee faithful and those that were like absolutely losing their minds. And it was nothing but a beautiful sea of orange and white that stormed the field after their kicker made uh that field goal kick with uh, like four or three seconds left to win the game to seal it for uh, Tennessee. And 2006, here's the thing. I, I was following some, some people online saying, why are they celebrating like they won the national championship and everything else? Well, listen, Michigan fans can relate because that was us when we finally, after 15 years, beat Ohio State. Uh, first time under Jim Harbaugh's tenure that finally beat Ohio State and it was soundedly 50, uh, 42 to 27. This year, we don't know how it's going to result to because Ohio State week to week has been looking good. And now we'll come down. To, uh, and I'll talk about that in a further podcast in the show. And everybody knows it's been following me, knows that I'm a Michigan fan 
through and through. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to turn out in November uh, when we get to that point. But with with Tennessee, this team is is absolutely amazing and uh, just got. Coach Josh Heupel has really done an outstanding job with this team. I mean, I'm looking at their stats. It's just unbelievable how they just, it just came all together. How Josh Heupel has, you know, brought this team all together and, and the pieces that they have. Hendon Hooker, apologize about that. Hendon Hooker is his name. I had to pull that up just to verify. But Hendon Hooker's name has now been talked about, I want to say about week three, week four for Heisman in this Heisman race, uh, it was just originally CJ Stroud of Ohio state, literally just running away from it. But now you're getting some of these players that from, uh, I believe there's now nine undefeated teams that are left out of the, uh, the last week that, uh, when you know, the teams that were playing, um, the battle of the undefeated Michigan still being one of them with, uh, running back Blake Corum, who has just been absolutely outstanding. But since CJ Stroud now has company and, the thing with me, when I look at this Heisman Trophy race, uh, I hate it year after year that literally it's become a quarterback title. But, you know, I'm just like, when, when the voters and those that are able to vote the past Heisman Trophy winners, uh, some of the news media, those that are like in that core group of those that can vote for the next Heisman winner. I'm, I'm glad now as part of the last few years that it has been, yes, some of the, uh, the years that I've been watching the Heisman Trophy ceremony, the quarterbacks that have been selected have been the right ones that have been selected. They earned their spot in there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I don't mean no disrespect, but I like to see, uh, you know, some running backs in there, some defensive ends that have been in there. Uh, finally, the, let me see, last year Bryce Young did win it for Alabama and the, the previous uh uh, Heisman Trophy winner and his name is slipping me right now that was not a quarterback but won and he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles and it's going to come to me in a moment um also he won the, the Heisman Trophy race or Heisman Trophy uh, uh the trophy itself so you got Hendon Hooker from from Tennessee who's just been absolutely amazing for them you have you know obviously Bryce Young again I think that he, I don't know he may be in the finals he will not win it, in my opinion, you know, that two weeks that he was out uh, with a shoulder injury, but still, I mean, he came back versus Tennessee this past weekend. I mean, he looked incredible, um, you know, just it, it, it was a it was a slugfest back and forth. And it was just entertainment to entertaining to watch. Uh, Caleb Williams, another quarterback out at USC, USC is just playing outstanding, too. But again, I, I bring up Blake Corum. Uh, from Michigan and not because I'm a Michigan person, but what he has done, five touchdowns against uh, UConn. I'm going to say that we played them week two, week three, uh, the amount uh, of yards, yardage that he has ran. Just a, just an absolutely well-oiled machine. And, and I've talked to people that have said, yeah, Blake Corum is good and he's phenomenal. He should be considered for Heisman Trophy. But will the last week, when they play Ohio State, is that going to ruin his chances? Again, people thinking Ohio State is going to it's going to be a one-sided thing, which I don't think it is. I think it's going to be closer than what the experts say, but we're not there in November. It's always one game at a time with Michigan State coming to the big house this uh, this Saturday. 
So it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see when it gets all down to it towards the end of the season and we get to uh, the division championships and then, you know, who's going to go to what bowl. It's so crazy that already the experts, quote unquote, are already talking about the Heisman Trophy winners, who they think is going to win it. The bowls already, I saw a article out on ESPN.com already about who's, you know, who could possibly go to what bowl game if the season ended. And I'm like, okay, we just slow down. I'm trying to enjoy this is this is the best football season that I've seen so far. And I want to enjoy it as a fan. I'm sure you all as well. So I don't want to hear about Heisman Trophy racing bowl or Heisman Trophy, yes. Bowl games, I don't want to hear about that yet. Let's let's enjoy. You know, we got my, my guys are seven and oh, they got a bye week uh, this weekend. And then they play. I said this Saturday, it's next Saturday to go against Michigan State. Um, so I'm like, slow it down. We're in week eight. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes on figure out who, which who's going to what bowl. And, you know, let's just get go week by week. Right. And, and, and just enjoy it there. So but. With all of that happening in college football, we got the NBA. The NBA is back the other night. We had two key games that was on, and it was the 76ers at the Celtics, and the Lakers were at the Warriors. 76ers came up with a win, 126-117. to 117. And, of course, the conversation out of the whole entire thing was how this Lakers team was going to do without their head coach, Udume uh, Ime Oduka, sorry about that. Ime Oduka, again, suspended the whole entire year for inappropriate conduct with a staffer. Uh, and they they started off slow, like in the paint, it could not get the points going. Uh, Joel Embiid was looking really good. They're the rest of the core team that was following him. But then slowly but surely, the, the, the tandem of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum started to light up finally. Uh, towards the the second the, the second quarter, and it just pretty much just started dominating in the uh, mid third, and then the rest of the fourth. Um, so it, it's going to be. I think the spotlight is going to be big on the Celtics to see what they can. I think the coach, the interim coach Joe Mazzula, I want to say his name right, Mazzula. He's the one that's the interim head coach taking over that role for a full season. Uh, again, I talked about this on my previous show. You know, with the Coach Oduka suspension and for the full season, but they haven't decided on if he would rejoin the team at the, you know, the next season or, you know, what they're going to do with his uh, tenure there. And that's the part I don't like because you're like dangling the carrot right in front of them. Like, okay, you're suspended this full year for inappropriate conduct, but we haven't decided if we're going to let you go or keep you to come back. So I think they're going to try to see how, uh, interim coach Joe Manzula is going to do with this team. I think this team is dialed in. Uh, again, it was listening to the commentators of the call in the game, and it seemed like the day was concerned, saying, you know, how, how are they going to gel? You know, all of this is going on. Obviously, the media has a job to do with talking about, you know, the things that happen off the court. But I think now the, the focus needs to be on this team and what they're going to bring. They got this first win under their belt, long season, many more uh, wins that they could possibly get. I think I picked them before this unfortunate incident happened to get back to the finals uh, because they just look good. They look sharp. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown, the um, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, this young talent that's on here on, on the team. I, I think that they are one of those teams again to get back to 
the finals. And then you had the ring ceremony of the Golden State Warriors before they took on the Lakers and they won easily 123 to 109 out the box. Um, and what's surprising to me, one, it shouldn't be a surprise. It's just, it was so, it was so cool to see LeBron. If you, if you remember his draft night, he came out in an all white suit. I mean, it was literally all white, everything. It was so clean and so crisp. And then he came uh, to uh, the, the stadium, the court, and he had an all white suit on, but this time with no shirt, no tie, anything else, just still looking ripped into in his late thirties. And you wouldn't know if he's in his late thirties because he was, he was playing like a boss last night. Um, him and AD Anthony Davis literally was carrying the Lakers. Um, I don't know what's going on with Westbrook. I mean, he wasn't tuned in to the team during preseason. He surely wasn't dialed in during the, the, the game itself. I mean, he did score, I want to say 15, 16 points. I got to look that up, but it's just unfortunate that he is having this kind of attitude with the team. I know behind the scenes, you know, some trade talks, some rumors of friction. Um, when this team goes and huddles up, he doesn't want to be part of it and all of that. I mean, the thing is him being uh, uh, in this game for so long, in the NBA for so long, frustrations and contract negotiations, all of that, it, it happens year after year after year after year. But the thing is, you don't, you don't, you don't want to show that to, uh, with your teammates, let alone in a public eye. Fans are watching. They're seeing you, you know, being so distant and everything else. That's not a good look. And I know in the back of the mind, he just doesn't care about what people say, what people think, and everything else. You should, you know, especially if you don't want to be part of this organization, if you want to be traded and not be, you know, in a Laker uniform. But to me, and I hate, I don't, I don't want to use this kind of language, but to me, you just, you just acting like a child. When you don't want to get involved in huddles, when you don't want to listen to your coaches, when you sit so far on the opposite end of the bench and everybody is trying to get you involved in, in, in a team and everything else. And it's just literally you checked out. And, it, and, it, and it's sad that you can't put your differences aside and, you know, table side that for a moment and then handle what you need to handle after, you know, the double zeros are on the clock in the fourth quarter and it's all done with and my light just went out. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's, just, it's just absolutely bizarre. Uh, of his behavior and it reminds me when ad was on the pelicans and that whole entire thing and he you know was issues going on with his with the powers of be there in the pelicans and magically my light just came on uh <laughs> but yes he showed you know he had some frustrations and everything behind and plus he was dealing with the injury so he was in street clothes and all of that but he was still involved in you know, with his team and the teammates until, you know, trade happened and everything else. He was no longer on the team and now with the Lakers. So I don't know, hopefully Russ gets it together, figures out, you know, what's an amicable situation between him, the coach, the owner, the GM, what, what can they do? You know, and this is not a good look with him and Darvin Ham, who's the first, first year head coach of, of the Lakers. Something's got to give on one way or another, but Russ, at the end of the day, you're an employer. I'm sorry, you're an employee. You're an employee. 
So, you know, be part of the team or figure out a way to get yourself out of the team, out of that situation and move on to the next because it's not a good look. They need you. Right now they're 0-1 uh, with many more games to go and many more games that are coming up. My Pistons are playing the Magic at home. I'm a little nervous, y'all, about how that's going to be. I'm not sure. So we'll see how that goes. I'm wearing, I'm rocking a uh, Lions hat that I just got from New Era. Um, and it's really neat. It's got all the Motor City signs and all kinds of different things to remember about Detroit. And hopefully it's bringing some kind of good mojo because we face the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and I'm getting Cowboy fans in the chat. And it reminded me, you know, to brace myself for this weekend coming up and seeing how we're going to do and all that. And I'm like, listen, it is what it is. We'll see how it goes. We had a week off. I mean, it's not looking good defensively. If we still have the injuries, uh, hopefully our quarterback gets it together, our whole team gets it together and make it be, you know, an effort game right now. These teams that are seeing our team that's on the schedule basically are just literally calling it a win, <laughs> automatic win. I'm like, doggone, I can't even give my guys a try to get this W. So who knows, but that's my team and I'm going to stick beside them. That's how I do don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomaine.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end, dot com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. Talking about basketball. And I know I talked about football a little bit, but going back to basketball and the last thing I want to say on this podcast is many of y'all that have been following me know that I'm a person that loves to give back and I always said to people, and I've said this to fans, I've said this in chats and other people that invited me on their platform, on their podcasts, on their shows, that walking in gratitude is an incredible thing. And that whether we podcast or media people or, you know, listeners and fans of different podcasts and, and, and different shows of that, we are all connected. Whether it be we like the same team, same music, same tastes as far as, you know, different hobbies and that sort of thing, but we're all connected when, when it comes to those things. And I had the 
wonderful opportunity this past week to be invited to uh, the Dallas Mavericks toast to tip off. Dallas Mavericks are getting ready to uh, play on Wednesday. They are tipping off. They're in Phoenix uh, for their first game of the season. And it was, it was the neatest thing. It, it was really cool because I had, when I lived in, in Michigan at the time, I got to, you know, be part of fan events uh, at, for Lions and for the, um, the Pistons. And it, it, was, it was really awesome uh, to get the crowd hyped up and, you know, see the manager come out, the GM come out, uh, the players come out and everything else. But I never got to do, you know, got to see one since living in Dallas uh, since living in Texas outside of Dallas for uh, almost almost eight years. So I got invited to go see uh, this Toast to Tip Off, which is an incredible thing. It's not just about, you know, getting everybody excited about the upcoming season, which is awesome in itself, but it's also, uh, the Dallas Mavericks have been known so much to give back through the Mavs organization. The foundation is a non nonprofit organization that gives to other nonprofit organizations and provides, you know, aid for children, for families, for women. And I, again, those that have followed me know that not only I'm a podcaster, but I have, you know, two full-time jobs. And one of them I'm very passionate about, which is um, I work at Minnie's Food Pantry, which is a nonprofit organization that provides meals for those that need it. And it's community funded. So many other people that come from different areas of Texas or outside of Texas comes and gets a uh, complete meal that they uh, prep in their housing uh, apartments or wherever that they live. And they don't have to worry about where their next meal comes from. And we also take care of those that are uh, currently homeless. And we have, you know, packages for them, easy to open, ready, accessible foods for them to eat. So we have that. And the, this 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 tied into uh, what was happening that evening, and I, I thought it was incredible uh, that it was not just you know getting ready for the season, getting hype, you know Mavs fans for life, all in the audience and everything, but it, it was also talking about you know giving back. Uh, they had a silent auction on different uh, Mavericks items, jerseys, hats tickets to when the Mavs play the Lakers suite uh, seats and all that. And it was, it was so amazing. And um, it was, it was such an incredible night. And I don't know why y'all that are watching on YouTube. I don't know. I'm not trying to like slide out of the view <laughs> for some reason, the chair keeps moving over, but it was such an incredible night to see, uh, to meet the players to the, the head coach, Jason Kidd, uh, owner, Mark Cuban, uh, the, the GM, Nico Harrison, uh, sent Marshall, the COO, in, in the other people that were involved in there, Shift Key, who was a proud partner uh, of the Mavs Foundation and the Dallas Mavericks. And it was just so awesome to see all of that happening, that people want to help the community, they want to be involved in the community while, you know, getting excited for the Dallas Mavericks upcoming season. And that is an amazing thing, especially whatever that you, you know, whatever team that you're a fan of, if they're all about community, that's, that's incredible because it's more just, it is more than just basketball. And that's what I saw when I was sitting there in the audience and they had an opportunity to raise money, to continue to provide 
such as the place that, like I said, that, that, I, that I am a proud employee at in Minnie's Food Pantry here in Plano, Texas. But there was one thing I wanted to do uh, during the, the time of 2020, and I hate going back there, but there was a beautiful blessing that came out of this that I want to end the show on. 2020, again, was not that, it was a horrible year for all of us, right? So we had everything shut down. We were all in our houses. I was furloughed from my full-time job. And so I am incredibly grateful that my husband was working at the time. And so he was working and I was at home. My nephew had uh, came here from Michigan to enjoy his senior year. And that was cut off short. The second uh, week of March, he went on spring break and literally spring break turned into <laughs> homeschool until he went back and, you know, and got, went through graduation at Allen High School and, and graduated. And so during that time I was at home, I was able to the middle of 2020 through a, a temporary employee service called uh, ShiftSmart was able to go and be a temporary employee at Minnie's Food Pantry. At Minnie's Food Pantry. And here's the, here's the full circle moment that I wanna talk about. Um, and so I was uh, a temporary employee along with 160, 200 employees were there helping and serving those that needed it. Cause I mean, literally people couldn't go grocery shopping, grocery shop, our groceries stores were empty, shelves were empty, uh, supplies. The ones that I'll never take for granted again, paper towel, toilet paper, cleaning supplies, Lysol, you know, disinfectant wipes, that sort of thing. Uh, Cause we're in a pandemic and it was at the, on the rise at the time. And while all of that was happening, it was amazing to see several things. One, how much the community wanted to be involved and give back, even though their situation was not as it was dire or, you know, somewhat dire. It didn't matter what all walk of life that they were coming from. They wanted to help their neighbors. They wanted to help their fellow man. They wanted to help the people that needed help just as much as they did. It felt good for them to give back. And so that was incredible to see the amount of people that continually donated, that did food drives, that dropped off food, that dropped off clothing, that dropped off water, and wanted to make sure that people had th those items in their house, in their apartments, wherever they live, our, our play, our, our, uh, those that were home homeless, you know, make sure that they were taken care of. And so all of this was happening and I'm just so grateful that, you know, I was part of the Shift Smart group and that I was getting some kind of, you know, pay. I was, you know, feeling important that I could contribute to the household like I did before, that it wasn't just all on my husband, that it was, you know, two people contributing, you know, to the lights and the heat and air conditioning. Cause at the time it was just, you know, super hot putting, you know, food in the refrigerator and, and all that, at least contributing somewhat that way. And so the time with Shift Mark Smart was getting ready to end. And so just like, you know, I started off as a volunteer there and I wasn't back to my employer yet at the time. It was almost, um, it, was, it was towards the uh, beginning of 2021, right around this, you know, early spring, mid spring that I was back to my employer. But 
during that time, it didn't have, uh, it, it, was, it was towards the end of it and there was some uncertainty. You know, I was looking at my coworkers that I bonded with and, they, you know, we served with, we danced, we sang, we made, you know, food boxes and everything else. And I'm going, okay, what's going to happen now? You know, again, with me, I'm just like, I'm just happy to be here, you know, and, you know, what I can do. But some of these people were like, you know, they needed the income for their families uh, because either they were the head of the household or, you know, it was just a situation that they had. Everybody, all of us had different situations going on. So I, I met Mark, I, I didn't know Mark Cuban, but seeing him, how he, you know, was so excited, at, you know, on the sideline of the games, like when he's involved, he's involved, you know, with every referee that's blowing, every, every technical foul that's wrongly against, you know, called wrongly against his, his team or something that uh, the team is winning, you know, the Mavs are winning, their Mavs are losing, you know, all of that. Like literally he is the ultimate fan. You cannot challenge him on that. The enthusiasm is right there on the sideline. And so he, out of the goodness of his heart, we came into this room and we were getting ready to have a lunch. And we were just, you know, it was towards the end of Ship Smart, you know, ending and, you know, what we were going to do. And so all of us are having a lunch and we were prepared to, you know, hug one another and said, let's, you know, just enjoy this week, enjoy this moment and everything else. And I also want to shout out Sint Marshall too, because she was part of this as well. And I'm going to try not to get emotional on this microphone because this moment means so much to me. But we had envelopes that were sitting in front of us and we opened up these envelopes and the instruction of Cheryl Jackson, who was the founder of Minnie's Food Pantry and her executive team were all up front. And we opened these envelopes and it said, I got the job. And that meant that we, we, we got the job. It's wonderful. We're, we're, you know, me for a moment, I'm going, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm already here. <laughs> of course we have the job, you know, through all this. But Mark Cuban made it happen for all of us to stay for an extended amount of time. That's incredible, you know. And literally, we all lost it. <laughs> we all lost it. it. It was a special moment because it was like right around the holidays going into the new year. And when I tell you the amount of tears, the amount of happy tears, the amount of sigh of reliefs that happened during that moment, I mean, it, 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 was, it was so doggone incredible. Um, it was and it was it was an incredible moment incredible thankful um you know changed my perspective and i had my 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 perspective changed during the pandemic and then after i was you know went back to my you know i got the call back to come my full-time job your whole mental changes your whole gratitude moment changes when you go from not working to going back to work or you got a new opportunity at a different employer, different job. And, you know, it's better than before. Your eyes get open, your mind shifts to, okay, I need to take a moment and be thankful for every single thing that just happened during the 16 months that I was off on my full-time job. But I was here for the seven to eight months during Shift Smart, almost a year. 
and then Mark Cuban and Sid Marshall, they all made it happen. And so at this event, he was there. He was a table away from us. It was him. It was Coach Kidd. It was uh, GM Harrison. And I, and I told my boss, my boss is, is Action Jackson, Cheryl Jackson. I said, I need to thank him. I need to thank him for what he, he's done. I'm like, I may mess up my words. I may flutter some. I may start bawling. I don't know. But I need to thank him for what he's done. And so she had uh, given, she had recorded a video. She's like, come on, Marisa, let's go. Let's go do it. So she, during the time she recorded a video and I was like, I just, you know, photo, video, whatever. I just want to thank this man. So I walked over and I said, Mr. Cuban, Mark, how you doing? Thank you so much. During the time where it was the pandemic, I did not know when I was going to come, go back to my employer, but thank you for supporting Minnie's Food Pantry and through ShiftSmart that myself and employees, we had jobs during, you know, that latter part of that COVID year beyond into the next year. And I just wanted to thank you. You got me through a really rough time. And he, you know, he said, you know, it wasn't me, it was the powers of B, it's ship smart and everything else. But that moment, I didn't see Mark Cuban, the GM, or Mark Cuban, the Mavs fan for life. Whew. I saw Mark Cuban, the humanitarian. <laughs> Sorry, I heard that nation. That's who I saw. That took a person that wasn't sure about where her next income was going to come from. Huh. It made it possible for myself and the amazing people that I was working with. That meant everything to me. And the thank them meant everything to me. And I'm crying on my old Joe. <laughs> but when somebody enters your life, or somebody does something for you that is good, that comes right on time. Ooh. Take a moment to thank them. Take a moment to thank them and, and that's all I can say, just take a moment to thank. <laughs> Um, that has fully changed my perspective and my giving. Um, it has changed my perspective and how I look at things. Um, how, you know, I look at paper towel, <laughs> how I look at cleaner, how I look at milk, eggs, because again, those were the things you couldn't even get at the time. Uh, I do, I try to do more to help out people. More so, not just at Mini School Pantry, but on my own. Uh, 
Because here's the thing, you can't take it with you, the material things. But what you can leave is a legacy. And that's important. And what will people remember about you when you leave this earth? That's the most important thing. So that's why I always am so thankful for every single one of you all that have followed this show, that have watched this show, that have said kind words to me. I appreciate you and I thank you. And, <laughs> and I'm sorry for the sappy tears. <laughs> those that are listening, those are watching, these are good tears. These are grateful tears. And, uh, yeah, they're good and they're grateful tears. So if you're not following me, thank you for, if you're not following me, please follow me on heardthatwithmarisatigny.com. Uh, I am on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, Marisa underscore Tigney underscore podcast. Uh, lovely Marisa T on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I heard that Marisa T. And of course, as I introduced on the top of the show, I'm on YouTube. So click and subscribe. I promise you, I don't be crying like this all the time. <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for watching, for following me. And as I always end the show, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Stay safe. I'm out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.